right, welcome to the 3P, the Piper's Pit Podcast. On the show with us tonight, is all, as always, is Ben. Uh, ben. Appreciate it. It's good to always be here. All right, always, yeah. The commish, once again, has bailed on us. So we figure we'll have him maybe every other week. Uh, but also, hey, as, as a special surprise for everybody tonight, we have uh, – we have a special guest of honor. Ben, do you want to introduce him? Now joining Campbell's. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Uh, it's like a, nice to be here when it sounds like the commissioner's a loser, like most commissioners. So Yes, I would. Uh, we'll we'll start calling him uh, Jay Badell. Badell. Um, yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Jay Dale. <laughs> All right. Um, well, hey, we're going to start the show off right now. Uh, ben, you got any questions for Campbell's? Uh, yeah, Campbell. Um, does your text messages work? Because I've been trying to get a hold of you uh, pretty much all day. So, yeah, I like leaving you on red. Read. I like whatever. that. Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, welcome, I, to this, welcome to the show, Campbell. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Campbell. It looks like you've had to run the gauntlet so far, and it doesn't look like it's going to get much easier this week. Um, how do you feel about your schedule this far, and and how do you feel about your future uh, this this season? Well, the schedule so far has been pretty rough. You know, having to play, uh, I think it was Jay, Ben, and Kit kind of in a row. Uh, they're pretty high scoring teams every week, but uh, my team's uh, not looking too great. Looks like. Uh, Le'Veon's coming back, so that's going to hurt Connor. Fournette's out with a hamstring, and then you got the two old fogies, Peterson and Marshawn, running around out there. But you never know. You never know. I guess it could turn around. But looking looking a little bleak right now. Uh, maybe try to get into that consolation bracket and see if I can't do a little damage in there and maybe turn a picker into a high draft pick or something. So. You know, Campbell, you have the fifth most total points in the league, so I wouldn't count yourself out. Uh, Marshawn Lynch has actually been a decent surprise this year for you, even though he's like 73. Um, I wouldn't count on Adrian Peterson a whole lot, but, hey, he still produces like every other week. So, uh, But, yeah, Connor, that's going to be a big blow. Um, the hope there is that uh, Pittsburgh maybe trades him off once he comes back or – uh, he sustains a uh, like a broken neck or something. So hopefully Connor can um, get you some get some value out of him at least. Yeah. So uh, also this is usually uh, where we would talk about trades, and I noticed this week there was really only one big move here. Um, Campbell, you got a first rounder in Kelvin Benjamin, and passed on Evan Egram. Is that the way it went, or was it? Am I saying that backwards? No, you you got that right. Uh, yeah, that was right. Um, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, eh, his team's really ever going to probably see much time on unless you have a bunch of injuries to your receivers. Um, I think he's like the seventieth ranked receiver this year, or something. But um, you know, I needed. I I think Ingram is a good talent at tight end. He could end up being worth that pick, but I needed to rebuild and, and draft some players. So um, I felt like Ingram wasn't like a um, – he hadn't produced huge yet, even though his upside is probably pretty high. Um, but I felt like he was round first-round pick. So I think it was a pretty even, pretty even get. I mean, you know, uh, you, depending on how he plays moving forward. But I think overall, I think it 
Uh, I think it helped both teams. So Campbell did the health of did the health of him persuade your decision? Seeing that he had a a knee injury and could miss three to four weeks, did that persuade you any to uh, to finally trade for him? Because I've been trying all year long to get Ingram. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it was really necessarily the his injury. I mean, it's sort of short term, and you know, with us being a huge keeper league, we have to think long term. Um, but no, nah, I don't think it was the injury. I just think I, I just think I got to where Fournette, the injury with Fournette, him not playing much, and my other running back sort of, you know, getting towards the end of their careers. I was like, I got to do something. So. Um, I think it was just overall, just an overall need of draft picks and knowing you needed a tight end. So I think we just made it work out. Yeah, good trade. Yeah, I got to say, it pretty, pretty, seems pretty fair. Uh, Evan Ingram, first round pick, really is what you're getting uh, with the possibility of Kelvin Benjamin maybe getting in at some point. But, uh, see, seems legit to me. Uh, glad to see people making moves. Uh, I've tried to look at a few trades, but hadn't hadn't seen too much interest in many. Campbell, you got any uh, questions for us while you're while we're doing the interview here? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have nothing. You're good. All right. Um, I was gonna say, and and I was thinking about this today because this is a dynasty league. It's really hard to understand the value in some of these trades, whether you get the better end of them, whether you don't, and you really, I I, I think it makes Trades, I, I, my opinion is it doesn't make trades necessarily as bad as they look sometimes. Um, and I think most trades end up being a little bit more balanced because of things like, hey, you might get an awesome first-round pick um, in place of Evan Ingram and not really lose much there. But uh, opinions on – Well, I mean, you, you, you look at this year's draft, Nate, and sorry to interrupt, but you look at this year's draft and when you – right now draft picks to me – they're not real valuable. Um, but when you get into the draft and everybody's blood gets pumping, man, you could ask for a King's ransom for a first round pick. Um, I mean, you look at, um, Sony Michelle that went off the board in the second round. Um, you look at, uh, Cortland Sutton that went off in the second round. There was a multiple players that if I had a second round, I mean, listen, I was willing to give up a lot just to take a chance on one of these young guys that had a lot of hype around them. So, uh, a lot of people say there's not any value in picks, which to an extent I would agree at times. But when draft day comes and everybody gets that adrenaline pumping, man, no telling what you could get for a stinking draft pick. Yeah, and and definitely depending on your position now, it could be even worth more. Uh, just like Campbell explaining that he felt like he needed to do a little rebuilding. Well, those first rounders could be worth a lot more, especially trading off an old older guy. Um, well, Ingram's not old, but – uh, the idea of trading off a little bit older guy to help somebody win a league, that, that possibility may exist down the future for you, Campbell, this year. So, um, moving on, I guess we'll go into uh, the recap, and we'll talk about last week. So, the first game I've got listed was mine with uh, the Vols, and unless it happens this week, I just don't see the Vols losing until they come up against Jay's team. And I put that both teams will be predicted to score higher than, than they were, and, and I I did not make that, I don't think. My quarterbacks were a flop this week. 
And then you look at the balls, and my goodness, Ben, how did he get so many points out of all those running backs? Well, you look at you look at James White. Um, I really thought that Sony Michelle, and I think I even called that Sony Michelle would be the sleeper um, of this past week. And Sony Michelle did good. I mean, if you look at their running backs, um, the Patriots running backs both scored double digit points. But he had uh, eight reception, 112 yards, and two TDs is what I'm seeing for 27.2 points. Um, James White has always been an underrated running back, in my opinion, uh, and he just went off. Uh, you look at Amari Cooper, you never know what you're going to get out of Cooper. I think he's one of the uh, premier talents for a young wide receiver. Um, he may have one catch for 17 yards, or he may go off for eight catches, 128 yards, and a TD like he did. Um, you know, Gordon, he's he's been producing uh, probably better than any running back in the league this year. Uh, and then Gurley always doing his thing. He's going to score 20 points um, around that area. Um, but, you know, Ronnie's just got some – he's got guys that produce. Um, I just think he's solid all the way around. Um, if injury strikes him, I think he's in trouble. Uh, he's still got some guys he can pick up. Um, but for the most part, they're pretty much all hit or miss. Um, but, I mean, heck, in my opinion, everything's hit or miss right now in fantasy football. Yeah, he had 167 points on his bench with a 197-point optimum lineup. And that, that optimum is the highest we've seen up until this week where we had, like, three guys way up there in their optimums. Um, my, my question is, what in the world happened to Lamar Miller? Have y'all heard any news on that? It's like he just left the game. Campbell? Uh, I haven't heard anything about him. Um, of course, I hadn't paid too much attention to him. He's not on my team. But uh, I haven't heard anything watching the crawlers on ESPN or anything. So, I did notice he went out kind of early, only put up 4.9 points for you. Um, you expect more out of that, out of a starting running back. I mean, he was a – I would put him at least in a top 10 running back position going into the start of the league. But uh, it's sort of a disappointment. But that's part of fantasy football, especially nowadays with the concussion protocol and all that good stuff. So, um, it's undisclosed what they're saying his injury is, so uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, the, the the coach didn't really want to specify the injury, which sometimes leads you to believe it may be something with the lower body, like an ankle, um, you know, a high ankle sprain or a, a mild ankle sprain, something that he don't want the opposing teams to know about. Um, you know, I think Miller may end up playing. Um, you just have to keep a close eye on it. But, yeah, they're not they're – not, disclosing that injury as yet so it's pretty hush hush around there yeah I, I haven't been able to find much on it and i've been looking uh my my worst fears came true and i talked to you earlier in the week about it ben but uh i went ahead and went with fitzpatrick he started out slow so they, they threw winston into the lineup and fitzpatrick only got about half a game in and then uh i think you messaged me man it was a rough week for my quarterbacks i had uh Josh Dobbs, of course, doesn't play. I don't know why I held on to him, to be honest. It's probably time to send Josh Dobbs to the house. Um, but you had Winston with eight points, Keenum with 10.25, uh, Mayfield, who came in uh, 295 yards and two TDs. If you could have got rid of the two interceptions, he would have scored at 20 points. So excited to see that. That's probably who's going to have to start for me next week since uh, both uh, Fitzpatrick and Winston are on bye. But uh, I really thought Case Keenum was going to have a bigger game than he did. Uh, but it didn't turn out. Case Keenum still Case Keenum, I guess. But uh, I just wanted 
throw out that I, I offered you, Drew Brees. Of course, he didn't do much for you this week if you had been on your team anyways. But I think you had like 18, 20, what, 22, 23 points out of four quarterbacks. Um, yeah, that's that's not good. Oh, it's terrible. And uh, Lamar Miller didn't help. Even with a good day out of Lamar Miller and, and, uh, and uh, one of Fitzpatrick's days that he's been having, I would not have beat the balls. I would have still fell short by a few points. But um, that's uh, I guess that's that one. It's always frustrating when you see a guy like Lamar Miller who who constantly puts up decent rushing yards but never gets those big points. Uh, moving on, we had in the next matchup, the Knox Villains lost to the Nightman. That one was 89 to 163. Most of our games this week were pretty much blowouts. Um, looking at Jay and Chris here, uh, ben, any comments on this one? I mean, Jay had two players that dang near could have beat Chris. I mean, if he got golf and uh, Alvin Kamara, I mean, that's 87 points. He needed, um, let's see, the other – he needed Kenyon Drake, and that was it. So, his first three players beat um, um, beat Chris. But, I mean, listen, Chris's team, like I said, he, he's got Sony Michelle. He scored 19 points. If he would have got the blunt of that load, I mean, he could have – easily score 30 points uh it wouldn't have uh, helped him a whole lot um i mean his team's just kind of down right now LaShawn mccoy i said it last week i'll say it again he ought to he ought to get what he can for him and move on um i don't care if he ends up being a top 10 running back this year uh i don't see him i don't see him carrying the load much in buffalo and uh he's getting he's above 30 years old man i've always said that magic number's 30 so um you know, he had Moncrief on the bench that scored 21, but even his optimum score was 114. I'm pretty sure that's the lowest in the league. Uh, Chris is going to – he's going to do some rebuilding, man. He's – you know, if I can give any advice to Chris, it would be hold on some draft picks from here on out or, uh, you know, keep, keep your young players in place, man. Stop trading for a while, and that's rare coming from me. But hold on to what you got. Keep your draft picks, and maybe you'll hit something in the draft to help you out. Hang in there. Yeah, it's rough in a dynasty league when you sit there and you know your team's going to be rough and, and you just have to sit there and eat it for a whole year. I mean, you want to be competitive all t- all the time, and, and it just it's not going to happen, I don't think, in this type of format. I do think that he's going to have something special out of Sonny Michelle for the rest of this year, and I, I was surprised he didn't put up decent numbers last week, to be honest. I guess he is still young, and so he's still a little behind. Campbell, anything on this matchup here, the Nightman and the Knox Villains? Uh, yeah, I think – Jay's got a solid team. Um, probably have a solid team all year. I think pending injuries, uh, I think it's going to be Big Ron against Jay in the championship at the end of it. That'd be a battle. But um, I think Chris, like you said, I think he's going to be a, have a hard season this season. But he's just got to hang in there. I think he's got a couple of young guys um, that can that can uh, he can build his team around. Sonny Michelle, I think he's going to end up having a good career. Uh, he may not stay in New England very long, but I think he's going to – wherever he goes, I think he'll end up being all right. Um, well, if, if I can throw this in there, he's got Tevin Coleman, Sony Michelle, Jarvis Landry, Keenan Cole. You know, he, he's – I think he's going to be all right in uh, Jacksonville if they can ever get him the ball. You know, he's got Rosen coming up. We're going to a two-quarterback lead. Mixon. Um, Mixon got hurt. He's got Mixon. Yeah, so, that's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, he's got, a good, he's got a good nucleus. He just needs a couple of them. I, I think some of the younger guys right now, Anunwa, I think Shady, he's sort of that same way. I think they're just hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just 
you're not going to get a solid production out of Inunua every week. You're not going to get, a, at this point, a solid production out of McCoy every week, I don't think. It's just – it's hit yeah, or miss. And agree. so, it's, it depends on who he plays and who he starts every week. He may end up winning a few, but um, uh, it's that's going to be a rough one, like you said. You know, looking at his team, Vance McDonald led his team in receptions this week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough slaying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. You had the Young Guns and the Yeti Hunter. Uh, in our picks, going back over our picks real quick, uh, so far, Flea Flicker has picked the Vols and the Nightman. I don't think that was any question at all. We all went with them as well. This is the first one that, uh, Ben, you picked yourself, and then Jay and I and Flea Flicker went with the Yeti Hunters. The Yeti Hunters <laughs> won 153 to 113. So, uh, Campbell, uh, looking at this one, what advice do you have for Ben right here? Well, I think Ben, I think he just I mean, he just had a just had a down week. I mean, he just played somebody that he had a down week this week and he played somebody that had his team went off. So it's just one of those one of those weeks that you have to eat being a team that's not going to put up 130 or 140 every week. You're just going to have to rely on your opponent not putting up as many points and I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, and the big red, whatever his name is, quarterback for Andy Dalton, yeah, big red machine or whatever they call him, red, red rifle. rifle, yeah. So I mean, you know, you played them three went off this week, so it's a rough week. But I mean, what was it? There was, uh, let's see, Ben could have beat one, two, three other teams, three, three of the other teams. He put up more than their points, so it's just one of those weeks. It's sort of like the weeks I had for the first three weeks where I still put up good points, but the teams I was playing. Well, I just – I want to make note, if you go down the right side of my roster, you see Geis, McKinnon, Ingram, Cobb, Clement, Carson, Mack, Dixon, Freeman. Like, I have seven to eight starting running backs that are out. But you can't, start all, those guys. You can't start all those guys anyways. Well, I understand that. But when I've got – Chris Carson in that uh, Mike Davis scored what 25 uh, points or almost and then I sub in Rashard Penny and listen I I wouldn't I would bet my first round pick that anybody in our league would have thought that Rashard Penny of anybody a first round pick that he would have got the nod to go in there to see what that kid has and they gave it to Mike Davis that they cut previously uh and then brought him back on. Um, so, I mean, you look at some of these guys, If I think if Chris Carson would have been in the game, I'm not saying he'd have had a Mike Davis, but I, I think it very well possibly could have. Um, and then I, I had Kirk Cousins on the bench. You know, I mean, you look at my optimum, and then you look at the guys like Mike Williams because, you know, I had him in there, so I'd have played him anyways. But, you know, listen, that, that's a big 30-point uh, swing right there. So, it should have been a lot closer than what it was. Injury snuck up on me. Um, I, I wouldn't count me out this year. It's I, I've still got a lot of juice left in the tank. I agree. But, I think it was injuries. I'm sorry, Nate, but um, I agree with your injury thing. I I think if you wouldn't have had so many guys on injury and you would have been able to start the people that you probably would have started, that you would have been better off. But um, you know, I mean, the 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 your first round pick getting hurt this year obviously hurt, but you don't know what he was going to do. Um, but yeah, you're right. There was a couple of running backs that you got that. That could have started over Penny. That probably, if if 
healthy, they would have produced more than than he's going to. So, yeah, heads up in two weeks. I'll almost say, give me two weeks. You you still had to beat one hundred and fifty two point four five points. Right. And Kitt's coaching rating was ninety three percent. Of course, you look at his bench. His total on his bench was fifty five points, and Carr had forty of those. So out of out of the rest of the guys on his bench, that's leaves what fifteen points. So, Kit, same old story. If we see one or two of his guys go down, then I don't think it's very likely he makes the playoffs, even though he has gotten off to a very good start. Um, yeah, listen, hey, Kit, and let me interrupt real quick. And you're right, Nate. You hit you hit the nail on the head. Of course, he has had Le'Veon Bell out. Um, he's got a lot but, out right now, too. Yeah, I mean, he does have a lot out. But who outside of Le'Veon Bell can he plug in and say, man, I'm going to play this guy? Oh no! I don't he, he don't have them. Yeah, they're they're not there. I do not disagree with that statement at all. Um, you got a big day out of Hunt, which um, you were just waiting on Hunt to have a big day. You haven't seen. Has he put up those numbers so far this year? Not this year, but I love it when Jay freaking throws some stupid crap out there, and then he sticks his foot in his mouth. So <laughs> that made me listen. It's worth me losing, shutting Jay up. Listen, nobody on Tampa Bay had a good week. Apparently, they. They couldn't handle Chicago, um, but um, and and it hurt Mike Evans quite a bit. Even though on a down week, Mike Evans having nine points, I don't think that's horrible. If considering it's a down week for Mike Evans, um, yeah. No, let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Uh, I know he's on my team, but where did this kid come he just, from? He man? just keeps scoring touchdowns. Uh, he just didn't want to play for the big run. He, he said, "There's too many superstars on the Vols. I'm going to go find my own home on the Young Guns." Hey, listen, my um, my Odell Beckham trade, and I listen. I, I'm going to get backlash on this from Jay, but it's looking pretty good with a with the Calvin Ridley deal. When it comes to fantasy football, Calvin Ridley, or real football, Calvin Ridley is no Odell Beckham. Even in fantasy football, he has no L- Odell Beckham. But that this kid keeps putting up 15, 19, His touchdowns, even right? twelve or yeah, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, he only has like fifteen catches on the season with six touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, it's every three times he touches the ball, he scores a touchdown. Um, he but he's averaging seventeen point six, which I think is like fourth or ninth best in the league. Um, but I mean, the three games that he's touched the ball, he scored over fifteen points, and one of which was all, uh, almost forty. So um, yeah, as long as he keeps producing, man, hey, I, I'd take that trade all over again. As long as Hunt keeps doing what he's doing, um, I'd come out smell like roses. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at. Um my notes from last week and I put Ben has solid receivers, but they don't perform like last week. And I think that's why I went with Kit and and it did. Your your receiver points were way down from last week other than, than really still had a good week. Uh, yeah, no, I moving on to the next next one. We had uh show me your TDs at ninety points and Cam Balls had a big win finally with hundred and twenty nine. Uh, ben, we'll let you start off on this one since we don't want to let Cam Ball start on his own team. You know, listen, I, I trashed Brady last week, and uh, believe it or not, Bortles scored 10 points. So, Campbell, I had to say it, man, told you. Uh, but Marshawn Lynch, we talked about him a while ago. He, he, you know, he got 19 points, which is a huge game. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, what an outstanding game he had, 162 receiving yards and two touchdowns. The only thing that scares me about – the Rams is they have so many weapons to give the ball to. Uh, I don't know. It's going to eventually 
hurt somebody, they can't keep scoring. I guess they can, but you, you wouldn't think that they would score as many points as they do continuously. Um, if you look at fantasy football, I think maybe five or six of the top um, fantasy football scores came from Thursday night football, which is normally kind of wacky or low scoring or whatever you want to call it. Cause I really thought it would be a low scoring game. Um, but yeah. Cooper cup hats off to you. Because defenses has to make less adjustment from what they're used to. And, and that seems to be the, the theory behind that. Um, looking at this matchup between uh, Campbell and Aldrich, um, Aldrich put up average numbers all the way up until you get down to those receivers, and they had just horrible days. His tight end ended up out. Uh, did that happen before the game? I mean, he had zero catch. You don't know what happened with Howard? I think Jordan Howard got hurt during the game. Uh, but look at his bench score. I mean, he's got 199 points on the nope. bench. I did notice that. He had a big bench this week. And, I mean, there's Gabriel at 29, Jeffrey – at uh, 23, Chubb. But what about Nick yeah. Chubb running three times for 105 at two scores? You've got, three to, rushes. you've got to get excited about that if you're Aldrich. Um, not only does he have a young guy performing there, but he's also got those picks that he traded for earlier in the year. So, But who does he bench? At this point, who does he bench? With Mixon out with Gennaro Bernard, uh, he don't bench him. Of course, Mixon will be coming back. You can't trust a kid with three carries. I mean, that is – Listen, that that's just something that um, come out of the blue. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that hurts Audric more than it helps him. Um, and the reason why is because I think he will start splitting carries with uh, Carlos Hyde, which is going to affect that score. Um, so I think that hurts his team more than anything. Um, but Tariq Cohen with seven receptions, 174 yards and a TD, um, I think they're going to start getting him involved just because um, I think they want to get that ball out of the quarterback's hand. Uh, just just to help him out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a big week for Audrick if he could have got the right people in. 181.6 optimum lineup is what he had this week. Uh, it seems like everybody's were inflated this week except for just a handful. Um, Fournette, one reception, 35 yards, Campbell. Hopefully that dude will get healthy and, and start helping your team. Any comments on this one, Campbell? Uh. My team, I guess, they finally performed like, you know, they should have, I guess. But uh, with Fournette being out, like I said, it's going to be a rough road going forward. But decent win. I guess you got to get uh, one on the board sometime. So, I haven't haven't talked about Fournette real quick. A hamstring, hamstring injury, man, they can linger all season long. Um, and seeing that he suffered another hamstring injury – that that could be devastating to Fournette. And Fuller has one also, so keep an eye on that because I think Fuller uses his speed. And Cuckoo or Kiki or whatever his name is, he stepped in well. And, uh, man, they got some freaking targets in Houston. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last one here. Uh, ben, I'm going to let you start this one. This is going to be Bob Vance and Vance's refrigeration versus the Megagonites. Everybody picked the Mega Gunites to win this one, including Flea Flicker. This was Flea Flicker's one miss of the week. It seems like they're very good at missing one game. And uh, this one ended up 169 points for Bob Vance this week and uh, 120 for the Mega Gunites. 120 is respectable, Ben. 
Um, yeah. Hey, listen, Sam, Sam gave Matt a birthday spanking and, and uh, he said, you're welcome for it. Where the crap did Cook come from? I mean, he's probably, what, the number one, number two tied in in the league right now. Uh, the first four um, games of the year. Let me let me look up his stats real quick. He's got 26 receptions, 370 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. That would be good for a top 15 uh, wide receiver. And he is ranked the number one tied in in the league as of right now. So, um, big play by him. You know, Golden Tate coming out of the middle of nowhere. You know, Golden Tate was normally good for, you know, 80, 90 yards, maybe a score. Um, you know, he went off this week. Sam just put – listen, he put together a good lineup. Um, he did well. Philip Lindsay, um, man, I, I really like that kid. That, that kid is quick as lightning. So, um, 211 optimum score. I think that's the highest that I've seen of yet. And I asked – I think I asked you uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago if we would see a 200, and uh, sure enough, we did. But uh, I really think Sam had, I really think he scored that 200, Ben, just for you. I, I, yeah, hey, listen, and he, he had he had a lot of big guys on the bench. I mean, Hines, uh, they're finally starting to use him out of the backfield a little bit, like a Sproles, and uh, T.J. Yeldon, as long as uh, Fournette can stay hurt, I think Yeldon's got a chance to really benefit him and help him out this year. Well, he missed uh, 45 points out of his lineup. Matt missed uh, 40. I mean, you know, even, even if Matt had played his optimum lineup, and scored 159. How frustrating would it have been to score 159 points and lose? Yeah, that would have sucked. All right. Uh, Matt's team, uh, it's about what you expect. You kind of expect Tyreek Hill maybe to have a little bit better day than he did, but he had nine receptions for 56 yards. You know, um, and then you've got uh, Johnson actually looked a little bit better this week. Uh, Crowell, how do you say that? Crowell? Crowell? Crowell, point eight or Crowell, Crowell. That's how I used yeah, to say it. Crowell, friggin' and Crowell. Bus, right. bus yeah. is what I said. Yeah, big time. You spell bus C R O W E L L. Yeah, and that's this week. Listen, Matt put up the kind of numbers you would hope to put up, and you know, a little bit above average for everybody. But he had one bust. He had two busts, and that was really it. And uh, but Sam just had a ginormous week. Do you think Sam's guys can continue to do what they're doing? No. Okay. I've, that's what I've written down here in the matchups. Uh, but he does have me this week, so I didn't know if I was just being over anxious there. But he's performed well this year, so hats off to you, Sam. I've given you a hard time up until now, but heck of a week. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about recap picks this week. Flea, Fick, Flea Flicker got four. Ben had three. Jay had four. Nathan had four. And between the sleepers and the hot rods, it was the Knox villains and the Nightman, and the Nightman owned that one to put the sleepers up three to one. And we gave Jay a hard time at the beginning of the year. We said that sleeper division looks a lot tougher than that hot rod division. And so far, head to head matchups, it seems to be true. All right, we will now. Uh, well, let's go over the totals. Flea Flicker after four weeks and twenty possible games is at sixteen. Ben, you're at 13. Jay is at 10, minus one week. And then I'm at 12. So, nipping on your heels there, Ben. Don't make any mistakes this week. That's all right, man.
All right, welcome to the matchups. Um, we had a little technical difficulty the other night, so uh, we hate we didn't get to say goodbye to Cam Balls. Uh, me and Ben are just going to finish it up from this point. Uh, so, Ben, we'll just record this as a separate clip and then insert it into the show. Sounds like a plan to me. Campbell, we appreciate you joining in last night, man. Hate that it uh, kind of cut out, but um, nice to have you on. It was. It was. Campbell, Campbell tends to seem to know what he's talking about. I think he pays a little bit of attention. Yeah, Campbell enjoys doing that. He did a good job. All right, so we're going, we're going to go into the crossover. I'm going to try to start doing the crossover matches first and then getting into the, the regular league matches uh, after. But this, this week's crossover is the Vols out of the Hot Rod division versus my ball, Zach Ertz. And right now the Vols are predicted to score 137, and uh, Campbell's team is predicted at 118. Uh Ben, do you think that Cam Balls can beat the Vols? You know, there's always a possibility. Um, you know, I'm going through and looking at the lineup here. I think Fuller's got that hamstring injury. We, You know, we kind of talked last night before we got cut off. You know, I really think he should sub um, Cam Newton or Blake Bortles is who I would start. And the reason why Kansas City is going to put up some points, uh, I think Bortles is going to be forced to throw – uh, Leonard Fournette has been officially ruled out of that game. So I would uh, I would go with Bortles. Just, you know, listen, you have nothing to lose at this point. Um, you know, I think he may be, what, one and three. Ronnie's four and oh. You know, go out on a limb, man. Take a chance. Play him and go for it. But I've got the old man taking this one again. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vols as well. And it's mainly because his running backs are just so solid. And then he's got – He's got two just really stellar receivers as well. Um, so, I'm going to take the balls. And uh, matchup-wise, I think you might be on to something about that KC matchup. Uh, they definitely do put up some points there. And so, he might – Bortles might have to throw um, to to stay in the game. Uh, and and it, might, it might work out for you, but then you're taking a chance. But at the same time, kind of like we mentioned – you might want to play the ceiling against the balls. Play what well, you you've got Tom Brady coming back, and he's got a lot of his weapons returning. So, you know, the old Brady may come through. And, listen, that's probably the safer play. Uh, I just like the matchup, seeing that um, Bortles is going to have to throw against Kansas City, and Kansas City's secondary has been uh, susceptible of uh, putting up, you know, allowing big points to be put up against them. Yeah. All right. Um, I picked Big Ron as well. Jay called his in. He said this would be an upset. He went with Cam Balls in this one. So, uh, maybe we can catch up on Jay a little bit there. Uh, actually, we have more because Jay failed to submit his win- his picks last week. But going on to the next one, you got Show Me Your TDs versus the Yeti Hunters. And uh, the other night, uh, you had mentioned that you thought that Audrey has a shot here. Because looking at Kit's team, he has two big players out. Howard and Hilton has been ruled out. And um, Kit needs to get on that because Hilton plays a Thursday night game, Ben. Well, listen, I've said it it last night, and I'll say it again tonight or Monday night, whenever we did this. I'm going to pick Audrick here for the upset. Um, And the reason why we talked about this on the last podcast is um, Kit has nobody – I mean, his depth is its just not there. I really don't – I mean, who are you going to plug in? LeGarrette Blunt, that's also got a small injury. Um, other than that, he don't have really 
anybody. I mean, Godwin's got a buy. Um, I, I really don't see anybody that he can plug in to make up that difference. He's going to have to have a huge game out of Hopkins, um, really everybody that plays. Uh, the only thing that's going to hurt Audric is I saw that Joe Mixon, I think, is uh, supposed to be returning this week. So, you know, I don't know how much they're going to force feed Mixon or if they'll, you know, put him on a pitch count with that knee injury. Um, but I, I saw that Callaway was out today along with Jarvis. You know, he's he's got some nicked up players too. But I, I think Audric's got a lot more depth than what uh, Kit's got. So I'm going to upset alert right here, and I'm going to pick Audric. Uh, I went with um, Kit uh, mainly because he has two guys on his team that could score a whole lot of points, and Audric doesn't usually have a way to make up for that. Um, not that Kit – I mean, like you said last week, Kit's bench had 55 points. And this week there's about predicted points on his bench. There's about 42, and 21 of those are Derek Carr. And so he's going to have to start a tight end in place of – his uh, receiver that's that's out, T.Y. Hilton, this week. And, uh, yeah, it's very possible Audric upsets this week. I think that's a good pick. Um, I'm still going to give it to the Yeti Hunters just because he has a lot of a lot of high-end players as well that, you know, looking at Audric's scores, if Audric breaks 100, it's kind of a big deal for Audric. Even though last week he had a huge week, um, I don't know if he can do it week after week, Ben. Well, here's my question to, to Kit, and – you know, listen, I, I'm the trade man of the league. It's pretty obvious that me and – I think me and Chris are the two that really, really like to push trades. Um, you know, when is Kit going to realize that, you know, hey, his guys are only going to get older, you know, and when you have no depth on there, you're setting yourself up for disaster. I think Kit has really uh, put his eggs in the fact that he he has been solid the last few years just because of injuries – um, that have not bitten his team. Um, but, you know, when is he going to say, all right, it's time for me to trade a few guys to get some first-round picks or second-round picks or whatever he can get to start building this team back up for the future? Yeah. I'm really hoping that Hopkins has a bad game because Deshaun Watson is playing against me this week. So, uh, we'll see. I think that's a good, good shot at stopping that. That's going to be a big game. It's going to be a fun game in Texas. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we'll move on to the Knox Villains versus the Mega Gonites. And right now, Flea Flicker has this one at 100 for the Knox Villains and 128 for the Mega Gonites. Big players that look like could score big for uh, Matt this week. They're going with Johnson and McCaffrey. Uh, of course, Diggs, Hill, all those guys. Every one of Matt's guys are right around 13 points or higher. Uh, with only really one guy in the 20s. So, um, Chris's team just struggling. I mean, he's – the thing is, Sony Michelle could have a big week, Ben. It's it's very possible you see Sony Michelle up there in the 20s this week, I think. But I don't know that that's going to be enough. Tevin Coleman's going to have to put up some points. Um, you know, it's – and then outside of that, I don't know what Chris has that can put up big numbers. But your opinion on this one? Well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at some of the matchups that are going on. Uh, David Johnson, I, I don't know if he's just running scared or if, hey, listen, that four-year kind of has snuck up on him and his body's wearing down. Don't really know. It may be the system that he's in. Uh, Mahomes is going up one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and if Patrick Mahomes has a bad day, Tyreek Hill's going to have a bad day. 
that's two guys on this team already that you know could struggle. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's riding the Corey Davis train right now because Corey had a big week last week. But Buffalo's defense has been super um, super stellar in the uh, the passing game, so I wouldn't count too much for them. I just think Chris has too many weapons that can produce. Um, but listen, if if Coleman um, can produce a little bit, I think Devontae Freeman's supposed to be back this week. Um, that should kill a lot of his upside. But Sony Michelle could have a decent game. Uh, Landry's, he was missing from practice today. So there's a lot of what ifs on his team right now. So I've got to, I've got to take Matt in this game. Uh, do you think Matt would be better served starting Russell Wilson this week over Mahomes? Man, as of right now, I, I wouldn't bench Mahomes. I mean, he's just been on fire. That offense is so high potent. Um, you know, the only thing about Seattle is, is man, they're so up and down. Um, I don't trust Seattle right now. I don't trust anybody on their offense. Uh, I've they got, got a few the other... L.A. Rams this week. And, you know, kind of kind of so far this season, the Rams have been putting up some points. So yeah, not... they have. But, man, their defense is so good, too. So, um, I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't. I mean, they're 11th ranked <laughs> in quarterback fantasy football. So, um, I know that Jacksonville's number one. But I, I'm going to take my chances with Mahomes. I think Mahomes is going to have one of his worst games of the year. Um, so if you're if you're going to take a chance on sitting him, it would be this week. Yeah, I mean, a worst game for Mahomes right now would be would be 21.76 points. Yeah, but, uh, you're right. <laughs> looking at uh, that one, Flea Flicker went with Matt, and we all ended up choosing Matt. Jay picked Matt as well. All right, moving on to the next one. We've got uh, – <laughs> and see, this is why we needed Jay on the show, right? What in the world was Jay – this was a great opportunity, Jay, to get on the show and talk about this game, uh, the young guns against the Nightman here. So, uh, I'm going to let you start it off, and I'm going to let you finish as well. Uh, what do you think about the young guns and the Nightman's matchup here? Listen, the reason why Jay didn't come on, man, because he's scared. He's in hiding right now, dude. He knows that my team – has the potential to put up 150, 160. I think Jay is uh, – I think he's on the edge of his seat this week. Um, the good thing about playing me this week is, I mean, I've got the number three receiver in the league that's on a bye week, which is going to absolutely kill me. Uh, like I said, Devontae Freeman's supposed to come back. You know, I took my own advice that I gave Campbell, and I, I'm just going out on a limb. Um, I'm putting Gordon there hoping that – uh, Gordon will have a big game against the Colts. Um, you know, I'm going Ridley again. I'm not sitting him as long as he scores six touchdowns in three weeks. I think I'd be stupid to do that. Um, you know, yeah, right he's at now. Pittsburgh too. Yeah, he's at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is absolutely horrible right now. But I've said it once, I've said it, and I'll say it again, that injuries and buys and everything else right now is absolutely killing me. And uh, I'm going to be honest, man, I'm, I may plug in uh, Pascal. I picked up um, Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Rams, and I dropped him just because I really don't need another tight end. And uh, I may take a flyer on Pascal this week and play him to see what happens. So I don't have nothing to lose. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I'm going to pick Jay this week just because Mike Evans is on a bye. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be one of the closer games in the week unless Jay's guys just freaking go off again. 
I, I think Jay's guys are going to go off again. Um, I don't think you have much of a shot. And earlier when I was looking at it this week, it was you had 13 injured um, on IR or on a bye this week, 13 guys. Uh, it's changed now. There's only nine. But at the same time, like you said, you're missing some of your top scores. And the thing is, you've got some guys that you can put in that score right around that average mark. But uh, I do think that this is a ceiling week for you, Ben, for sure. You just need to go with the matchup you think has the potential to give you the absolute best points and, and just hope for the best here. Because I Jay's gonna put up points this week. Well and I've been it's looking yeah, and I've been looking at the the future schedules and I'm gonna be honest, uh, you know, eight, nine games is probably going to get you in the playoffs. And uh, I'm gonna have to have one or two upsets to really get me there because I've got a really tough schedule coming up uh, pretty much the whole year. So I can't afford too many losses and the ones I'm supposed to win. I need to win. The Audric game really hurt. Um, but if I'm going to make the playoffs, I really have to uh, I have to come out with uh, one or two big wins that, you know, this could be a coin flip. Yeah. So, hey, Flea Flicker and all of us, we went with the Night Man this week. Um, aside from those last two, the Meganites and Lops Villains and Night Man and the Young Guns, um, including this last one probably too, we seem to all not be – Quite on the same. This seems like a little less predictable week, I think. Uh, going into the last one, you got Bob Vance refrigeration uh, versus the offensive material. So, who you got in this one, Ben? Hey, listen, Bob Vance. He he's got a, a good chance to to make the playoffs. Um, you know, I haven't really looked at his schedule, but if if he wins this week, he's sitting at three and two, um, and he's that's pulling away from. You know, pulling away from the other guys. So, um, you know, I'm looking at you've got Mayfield playing against Baltimore. I don't think that's a safe pick. But then again, who is on your team when it comes to quarterback? Um, no shot at you, but none of them are trustworthy if you ask me. Some of your matchups look pretty rough. Um, you know, Robert Woods, uh, he, he may have another solid game just because of the system he's in. Um, you know, but you, you look you look at um, – the guys that Bob Vance is playing, none of the defenses are really solid. Um, so, fortunately, I'm off to take Bob Vance, but I really hope you pull this one out just because I think that uh, his team is a little better than yours. And if he's able to make the consolation bracket, I could get shot at first pick of the draft. So, but I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Sam on this one. All right. I'm looking at these matchups for uh, both of us. I don't think either of us are really have just greatly favorable matchups. Um, I I really like the fact that Watson's going up against Dallas in, in Texas. I think that's going to be a tough one uh, for them. Uh, you know, it could it could turn out that Watson has to throw the ball more, you know. Oh, he's a mobile guy anyway, so he's going to get his points no matter how he gets them uh, close or, or far. Um, throwing or running, you know, it doesn't really matter. It seemed to matter with him. But, um, you know, I'm looking at some of these matchups, and I, I think I think I got Deion Lewis at Buffalo. I might get a little bit out of that, uh, even though Lewis has not been. They showed last week, Ben. I feel like they showed they were going to use uh, they were going to use uh, Henry a little bit more than than they have been. Uh, so I'm a little worried about that, Lewis. Lewis. Well, Henry's there. just a running back that he's going to wear the defense down just because of the size alone. Um, but I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill at Cincinnati. Um, listen, they they had a horrible week last week against the Patriots. I think they come back with a chip on their shoulders. So that's that'd be a 
Um, I would I would kind of weigh my options before Sunday to see who I'd start. I and definitely that's, that's would. I've got. I wouldn't start the rookie. Yeah, and I, I've got Keenum against the Jets, you know, and so the Jets are pretty horrible this year, um, and so I've got. Who knows what kind of matchups I got there against the in the passing game. I just I liked Baker Mayfield when I, I thought that those receivers were gonna be playing. And now it probably is time to make a change now that we know they're out. But um yeah, I picked myself just because I think that if Watson can keep from having a big day, and I, I think it's possible that Watson may not have a big day, then I think I have a shot to upset Sam here. And yeah, I probably should go against me, but I just it's hard to pick against myself if I think it might be close. I don't want to go against myself. That's but, uh, I just like winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. And, and listen, you against Jay this week, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Jay against me. Let's be honest. Um, if, if we make it to that point, but when we make it to that point, listen, I'd almost um, rather give away a player than trade with Jay just because I don't want his team getting any more stacked. So. I think there's been some trades made to Jay that has definitely benefited him. But listen, give Jay credit; he's he's had a lot of good drafts too. So, yeah, he's all, worked on it. He's yeah, it ain't all trades. It. He's he's built his team solid. Hey, so who did you go with this? Who did you go with in this one, Ben? I've got one? Sam in this one. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. <laughs> Just I felt love, like using Sam's clip against him. Yeah, I love that guy, man. I love that guy. Hey, uh, I did the local forecast, so I'll be coming out with that next. And I uh, appreciate you coming on, Ben. I'll get this on, and the podcast should be up soon. Shoot, yeah, man. And listen, if anybody wants to join in next week, uh, it's a good time. And if uh, nobody volunteers, Campbell, Chris, whoever wants to join back in, listen, I enjoyed both y'all being on. So uh, it's always nice to bring some new uh, new knowledge to the table. All right, due to the technical difficulties, I've got the local forecast by myself tonight. Uh, the Lawrence County High School Wildcats will be at home versus the Tullahoma Wildcats. Lawrence County is 0-7, Tullahoma is 6-1. Tullahoma hasn't really played any just ridiculously good competition, but at the same time, they beat all the teams that Lawrence County has currently played. Uh, so, uh, if that'll kind of give you an idea of how the game may end up, if Lawrence County can tackle the tailback, make a few plays on those wideouts, they do. their offense has started clicking a little bit. And there is some potential in making this a close game and, and making it last until the end, but they've got to tackle. They can't give up quick scores on defense. And right now, um, it's like water through a screen door on our, on our backside. We've got to make tackles. Uh, it's the name of the game. It's the whole purpose of why you play football, to hit somebody hard and take them to the ground. But um, with an excellent performance, the Wildcats could play well against Tullahoma. But, um, you know, it, and it's at Lawrence County. This will be the last home game of the night or of the year. So moving on, you got Blackman High School at Cookville. Cookville is 4-3. and three. They're usually, usually have a little bit better record at this point in the season. And they're not necessarily terrible, but at the same time, Blackman shouldn't have to 
worry too much about this game. I expect to see Blackman win by about 20. Uh, however, Cookville can Cookville can play well at home sometimes and do tend to overperform when, when they're playing at home. And so uh, hopefully Blackman will go in and take care of business like they can and beat Cookville this week. Uh, so then you've got uh, the Tennessee Vols who are at 2-2. Two and two. They're on a bye this week. Uh, thank goodness we didn't want to see them be two and three before their next ball game. But uh, I was I was encouraged a little bit by the Georgia game. Tennessee did not uh, give up the the points on that one. They they would have won the bet on the points. So hooray uh, for the Vols there. Uh, one or two big plays kind of cost them even more. But uh, overall, a pretty good performance. They looked tough. They didn't look like a team that had just been handed it to them against Florida. And so that's encouraging whenever you see a team bounce back and play a little bit better uh, than what you expect them to. Finally, the Tennessee Titans, who just seem to keep finding ways to win, will be at the Buffalo Bills, who are 1-3. and three. Titans are 3-1, and one, and uh, they're playing hard because they know that uh, Sam Lloyd is out there supporting them. And uh, I'm going to pick against the Titans because I've done so the last three weeks, and they pulled out wins, and I want to see the t- Titans continue to win. So hopefully – at Buffalo, the Titans will show up and win another ball game. And Ben, you know, Ben keeps hating on Mariota. I do have to say that uh, that I do have a little soundbite for that. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. So uh, hopefully the Titans will win this one. And uh, Mariota, I have to say, he has proven to be an extremely smart quarterback this week, uh, or the last couple weeks. You can see him making those checks, and it seems like the majority of those checks turn out to be good uh, play calls by Mariota. So maybe he can't throw the ball downfield, but he can choose the correct play to run at the right time. And if you can adjust to what a team's doing in the middle of a play, that is huge on any level, uh, especially the professional level. If they're giving tails away and you can make them pay for it, uh, any first down on that professional level is a big deal. And I would love to see Mariota continue to be a leader and continue to lead that locker room by by mainly the decisions, uh, not necessarily – I'd love to see him step up and be a leader uh, vocally because I think he's earned that right. But um, especially on the football field, he seems to be doing a great job. So if the Titans will catch a few more footballs that hit him in the arms, then I expect them to do a lot better than they even are now. Uh, that'll get it for our local update. Uh, glad you tuned in to the 3P, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Check us out on Anchor, and uh, also we now show up on Apple iTunes, so check us out there too. Good night. Teach me how to swallow pride. I took advice no fool would take. I got some habits I can't shake. Ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough.